It's a good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Do you need a bottle of water, sweetie? Let me get you a bottle of water. Mm, nah. Okay. All right, so this is an unusual message. And you're correct. It's full of information, you know, uh, scriptures being connected. I never connected before. But yeah, it goes along with the prophetic word that I received at the leadership retreat. You know, that God, he said, could bless me and grace me to where I would know his mind. You know, know the inner workings, how he thinks. And of course, we do have scripture for that. No. I'm start with Philip 1, 9 and 10. And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment, so that you may approve what is excellent and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. Now, the word sincere... In the English language, you take that as you're, you're being real. You really mean it. But in the Greek understanding, judge in the rays of God's light with divine clarity, spiritual insight, which results in real insight, discernment. The second part, transparent, inwardly pure, naturally refers to something completely clear, free from hypocrisy, deceit, and wickedness, which stands in the full light of God's approval. And I, I guess some of you probably noticed I stopped using the word revelation. And I told you that God wanted me to use the word insight. So for the last two years, I've been using the word insight over revelation. And the reason is, Revelation means that something was revealed. Insight means it was already there. We just wasn't aware of it. But if we have the mind of Christ, do you know the thoughts of a man except for the spirit that is in the man? But yet we receive the spirit of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. And it's amazing this, we're in a place now to where God wants us to be able to walk in life. Not having to think, naturally discerning things, naturally insight and understanding things. So I found it rough the last year, not because of COVID or anything, but a thing of spontaneous discernment and insights. Even my last night at work, an individual turns a corner. I see him immediately. I knew what was up. So I switched positions just to, just to look. And yeah, he was coming out of the other patient's room. But yet it's like, hmm. So that's what you're talking about. You know, he said, Jesus knew their thoughts. 
he can answer them before they even ask the question. So can you just imagine going through life already knowing what the enemy is planning? Yeah. Already knowing when someone is for your good yeah. or not. Not wasting time. I mean, so we, I mean, we pray for accelerated time, for things to happen quickly, but how quickly will they happen when we're open to the mind of Christ that is in us? Yeah. Avoiding pitfalls. Yeah. You know, unto him who is able to keep us from stumbling mm-hmm. so we don't have to stumble. Yeah. Yeah. But yet for years we fell for that part that we have to stumble as long as we don't fall. But if we fall, get back up. Mm-hmm. Yes, a righteous man falls seven times, he gets up, but yet... He lets us know because of the Holy Spirit in us, we don't have to stumble. Mm-hmm. Right. He's a stumbling block to them that do not believe. Yeah. But to us, he is a stepping stone. Come on. Good word. So I'm going to 2 Corinthians 2. We'll start at verse 12. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, so that we may know the things freely given to us by God, which is the revealed thoughts. Which things we also speak, not in words taught by human wisdom, but in those taught by the Spirit, combining spiritual thoughts with spiritual words. In, what, the past five years, we were talking about what is like the kingdom language? You know, finding the words. The problem was we were trying to find the words instead of just speaking, letting the Holy Spirit speak through us. So it's, it's more of, instead of thinking, we have to get in a place of flow. Yeah. You know, where the wells of living water flow. Mm-hmm. To where our mind is no longer affecting us, but yet we're in the mind of Christ. We're in the mind of Christ. We're focused, we're aware of the mind of Christ. Even um, Romans 12, 2, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by renewing of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And what you listen to is the unfolding of God's word that bringeth light. And the word light there is talking about actually stadium lights. So he's talking about blinding light. The, word, the unfolding of his word brings blinding light. But then Paul speaks of the manifold wisdom of God, which means that it is layered. This is why you can read the same scripture and get different meanings. It's layers. And so we do have where people have confronted other believers because of their message, because they understand it, but yet they fail to realize that there is that's his Manifold wisdom. The unfolding of his word. There's layers to it. The deep cause the deep cause unto deep. I think it's for all this to happen, we have to read and study the word of God. It is the word that helps to change the mind. It changes the mindset. So you can pray all you want, fast all you want, but if you're not reading the word and applying the word, it's a waste of time. For Christ was what? He was the word made flesh. The living word. 
who walks and dwells amongst us. Even, even before the foundations of the world, he was slain, which they also lets us know before the world was framed, you was. Yes. So instead of trying to become, we need to walk in the I am. Yes. I'm not trying to become successful, I am successful. I'm not trying to become a teacher, I am a teacher, I'm a leader. Because when you're in a place of I am, it happens. You do it because it's you. You don't have to pray in tongues to try to prophesy. It, it happens. Yeah. <clears throat> Psalms 119, 130. The unfolding of your word gives light. It imparts understanding to the simple. My last scripture, Ephesians 3.10, so that the manifold wisdom of God might be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. What was that scripture again? Ephesians 3.10. Yeah. So what that covers is, anytime we speak the word of God, anytime we release his wisdom, his knowledge or understanding, we're not only speaking to humanity, but we're releasing it into the ears, the kingdom of God, also the kingdom of darkness. How do we make the kingdoms of this world subject to the kingdom of God? Speaking his word. The Bible says we're revealing it to them. Basically, we're calling them back into the obedience to the word of God. And... and Yes, with the be, be transformed, renewed of your mind. Renew our minds by the reading and the studying of the Word of God. But then the one thing we can understand is to the degree, to the degree that we see and behold Him, Christ, the Word, is the same measure that is manifested back into our lives. So what we see, we are, and what we behold, we manifest. And the, and the whole thing of faith is, faith is faith grows by revealed knowledge. So our faith is grown by studying the word. So faith is simply knowledge. We believe something that we heard. But then comes the part to where we act, we believe. We are the ones who bring it into manifestation through words. And then the words that I speak are spirit and life. So if Christ is our model, then mean our words are spirit and life. If the word of God is like a hammer, then mean our words are a hammer. If it can cut through and divide, I mean, our words will cut through and divide. What is death to one is life to us. We experience no death or defeat. Because where Christ is, there is liberty, there is life. So, so I came to place in my life to where it is, I can no longer accept anything that does not represent life. So that goes for sickness or anything. Anything that attacks the body, it actually represents death. Yes, right. 
to be homeless represents death. So it's once we begin to make a stand, no longer accepting, no longer making excuses, or even as Tom said, delayed, you know, which was popular amongst the colored churches back then. <laughs> well, you know, delayed, not denied. But it's not scripture. So we have slogans to to come to terms with things, and we made them doctrines. And so it was the doctrines and religion that stopped Jesus from being able to perform miracles when he went into one city. So we, we say it's a heart thing, but it's a mind thing also. So we can say that science pretty much told us what our important organs are. And yet we know God already said. For years, the books, the battlefield of the mind, but yet realized the battlefield in the mind was simply because they were trying to hold on to the mind. And the one is, the kingdom of darkness cannot put anything in your mind, but they can project thoughts. That's all it is. Projected thought. It's just what you do with the thought. If you choose to dwell on it or choose to act on it. Or you bring it into the obedience to the word of God. And Christ in us, the hope of glory. You know, the light. Light and darkness cannot, <laughs> what fellowship they have together. How can a sweet and bitter water flow from the same fountain? Which simply tells us there's only room for one. You can't serve two masters. And God is a gentleman, so he'll just remove himself if that's what you want. but yet you're still full of love and this tug. Every time you were alone, you find yourself thinking about him. You know, so it's, I mean, so it's one of those things to where when I'm alone, my free time, what do I decide to do with it? Quality time with God. Or doing something else to occupy what we would say the dead space. Believe me, I had to wrestle that myself. I could pray later. Could talk to you later. And it never happens. For instance, I remember um, hearing everybody talking about people, uh, I pray this many hours, this many hours, this many hours, this many hours. I was like, God, what's I could pray that long? And he's like, but you have something more special. I'm like, what's that? 
He's like, I called you to prayer. So he had to remind me. Anytime he called me to prayer, immediately I feel his presence as soon as I stepped in the room to pray. I didn't have to pray in tongues to try to work something up. As soon as I stepped in the room, boom, there's his presence. So I didn't have to pray long because it was just the spirit to spirit. And prayer is simply communicating. It's a two-way conversation. And that was something that the church got away from. We're always voicing and never hearing. So he's never able to reveal or share his mind, his heart with us. I mean, have you ever thought about a time you felt bad because somebody ignored you and then you was like, man, God. Just like you feel when I do that? Because I mean, I've done that before. I, mean, I was ready to cry and everything. And I was like, wow. Is this how I make you feel? And that changed me. Why? Because he felt the same way when I did it to him. The exact same way. But the hurt was probably even deeper because he gave himself through his son for us. No. Just even with reading what he said, what the deep calls into the deep, when he removed that layer, the unfolding, he showed me what he, what he was talking about for this season is to know the inner workings, to know intimately the ins and outs, no more secrets. Think about it. If we have his mind, what is it that he's willing to withhold from us? Nothing. So there's no more mysteries. It's just, it's what? Is the job of the king to search out the mystery? Yes. Yeah. So basically, you're not functioning as kings if there's still a mystery. <laughs> I mean, no covenant, there was a cloud. He would hide himself from sin. New covenant, he runs towards sin. The prodigal son. And there's something when I remember I told Mike <laughs> one day, I was like, you know, the, the deeper God gets and reveals things to me, I begin to realize it's my responsibility and the freer I feel. To realize I can choose to do or not to do. But yet, it makes you want to do. And I feel more free to do. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> no, so it was what right, when I found out, you know, that it's my responsibility, that he doesn't force anything on me, that I can choose to do or not to do. But I found out the fact, the more that I have to do because it's on me, the more free I felt. And the more, the more free I felt, I felt to do. And the more pleasure I got out of doing. Because there's no whipping post to make you do it. So it's out of love, gratitude. And coming from that place, there's satisfaction yeah. and joy. Mm -hmm. 
you know, so this is where the joy and the peace come from. The peace is in knowing that regardless of what I do, he's going to be pleased. I have peace because if I fall, he's there to what? To minister unto me, to pick me back up. And now you found stuff like Paul before to where I would boast of my weaknesses because I knew that his grace would avail much more. So instead of talking about what I did good, I talk about where I will fail. And then there were people they didn't understand it. They were like, well, I never heard it this way before. And my, I'm like, well, I just want him to know him. So despite of the insight that I, I would receive or not your understanding, still my goal was I just want to know him. So it is in the knowing him that we get to have his mind mature. We all had the mind of Christ. It's just not mature. We grow into the full manifestation of the mind. And it's simply by reading the word. Now, he already, he already did it. John, he took it out of the kingdom of light. Kingdom of darkness, but he took the kingdom of light. Just being the kingdom of light itself keeps demons obey, keeps darkness obey. And what is not in obedience, we bring to obedience by speaking the word. Yeah. We battle from a place of victory. Not defeat. Come on. For the enemy is already defeated. So we don't have to muster up strength. It's just, just take what you have and just speak. And because the word is living and active, that means regardless of your situation, the word of God is able to adjust itself to your situation. That is why you can have, like we said, the same, read the same verse, yep. different message. Yep. It's adjusting to your situation and give you the victory. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because it's alive. It's no longer, it's not a dead letter. Right. <laughs> it's not empty words. It's living and active. It's a matter of us Reading and applying, declaring, decreeing, reclaiming. After all that, rejoice. Be thankful. With your mind set on a victory, on your desired outcome. Because even then, they focus on what they wanted. So when you pray, you should already have your end goal in mind and be seeing it. And you call it forth. Just think about this. Everything that everything that's created was created with sound. Mm-hmm. And of course, know that sound is the word. For the word of God created all things and hold all things together. Yes. So what does your words do? Reproduce. What you thought was coming down from heaven is coming out of you. 
And so we reproduce with our spirits. And that is through and with our words. So we just bring the invisible into manifestation. The exact same process. We just was holding God responsible. He's looking back at us. And now it makes sense of what Paul said, looking in the mirror and walk away, forgetting what matter of man you are. Look, see who you are, you turn away and go back being weak again. You read it, tells you to speak, you go back and won't open your mouth. Tells you you're healed, you go back praying, proclaiming, I am sick. And whose report do you believe? Paul said we share in the same faith. But how? We heard, we believe, so we speak. So technically he's saying we speak what we believe. So we came in agreement to what we heard. So they heard a report, they believed it, and so they spoke it. And the speaking of thing brings forth greater manifestations of that thing. And I think I will conclude with that. I mean, that's a lot. It's <laughs> <laughs> So I just want to ask, um, what are some things that we can do practically? Give us some, either some examples or like, how do, how do we implement this? What does this look like tomorrow? Yes. <laughs> or this afternoon or whatever. Yeah. Give us some. Give us some examples. What do we do? Okay. Uh, see, I didn't. I didn't bring that journal. <laughs> no, no, because I, because no, I actually have a journal to where I've been, like this, where I wrote things down. But there's a one that's more defined. You know, and I haven't written in yet, but it's from other things. But um, I can say, the one, the one practical thing that God gave me. Was it was to, hmm, I guess we can do it. Yeah, I guess we'll just do the exercise. You know, and this was one that God gave me Himself. You know, um, just to do. Hey, Mike, can you instrumental music? But um, but I can say if. See, that's the thing. How many people heard the first message? Because that was the start of everything. The con- okay, yeah. yeah. You ready? Yeah. 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 Trust the humans. Trust the humans. <laughs> 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 no, um, I, I can say is, 
the one perfect thing is practicing being aware of his truth. So anytime you was to hit a bump or, or anything that really challenged you, at that moment, to know what his truth is in that present moment. Let's say you're sick and you really start to feel the pain. His present truth is you're healed. So that is your focus point. And you just start to decree it and declare it and release it over yourself. Or you're sitting down and the bills come like, oh, his truth is you're debt free. You're, you're successful. You're more than enough. You're the hidden not to tell. You're the lender and not the borrower. But I would say this exercise will probably be the most impactful. As if you can uh, close your eyes. Father, I just remove all distractions. For we know that you are present. I just create and declare a manifestation of your presence. Let your wind of your presence blow. All right. So while you're listening to the music, you're going to be intentionally looking to see, listening to hear. They'll be looking for him, listening to hear him. There's a wall, just push through it. You know, because you're intentionally looking to see and hear and to feel him. See, while we were doing this exercise, I heard a voice of the Lord saying, but Paul mentioned the scales that fell from the eyes. And yet, Scripture speaks of the mind being veiled. It was the veiled mind that was the limit. That limit people from walking in the mind of Christ. So even now, the veil has been broken. It's a picture of brains just being fired, firing up. Neurons, which are just firing up. Yeah, amber color, <laughs> amber color brains. And they, you know, as you're looking to see and listen to hear, you can say whatever you want to say to him. Worship, praying tongues. Because for every encounter, there's a change. For every encounter, there's an impartation. 
I hear the Lord say, I want you all like me. Nothing hidden. So how did that feel? That's it. Um, that 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 is the exercise he gave me gave me himself, which is in that's what the journal. Then then uh, he told me like, no, intentionally look for me, intentionally listen to hear me, don't just sit and wait for me. Yes, there are times we wait, but then there are times we have to go in and engage ourselves. We make it happen. Unto us a son is born, but things not forget unto us, it says a son is given. He was given to us, not just for us. He came to serve and not to be served. That mission has not never changed. He still serves us today. Thank you, Rodney. Don't go anywhere yet. So, Papa, we just thank you for Rodney, Shoo. <laughs> that he hears you so clearly and that you've given him strategies <laughs> to help implement those words that you've given him, Lord. And we just thank you for the gift that he is, the gift to the body, the gift to us, a friend and a brother. Mm. and a general in the kingdom. Thank you, Lord. So we just thank you for that word. Ooh. And that we're all going to practice uh, just getting rid of the clutter and getting rid of the frequency that doesn't belong in our minds, but we're going to be tuning in to the frequency of heaven and paying more attention to what God says instead of what our circumstances say. We're going to be paying more attention to the truth. So we thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you, Lord, for Rodney, that he heard the word and that he brought it forth to us. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. An everyday example of what Rodney was talking about. When I was going through my cancer, when we would walk out of a doctor's office, Susan and I would stop and say, what's God's report? We've heard the doctor's report, but what's God's report? And then we would decide right then and there, we're going to go with God's report. And every time, I didn't feel like I could go another step. I would remind myself, but what's God's report? Because his report trumps all reports. So whatever you're facing, get God's report. And if you say, well, but I'm not sure what he means. Excuse me. All you have to do is look in here and you can get his you can get what his desire is for you. Oops, I'm sorry. Okay. No, that's good. Thank you, Pastor Rob. 
Yeah, so you'll often hear us all say, you know, I only ask, I, I ask very few, that's not true, I ask a lot of questions, but I have, I didn't want to just lie to you guys, um, but I do ask the questions, Father God, how do you see this and what are you going to do about it? And am I supposed to do anything about it? Because sometimes I'm not supposed to, you know, I'm supposed to just sit back and let him do all the work. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've had to answer the phone. Oh, yeah, it's God. He wants his job back. You know, so sometimes we just have to ask. We have to tap into his strategy and find out what he wants to do. So excellent, Pastor Bob. Thank you so much. Yeah, so guys, man, if anybody needs prayer, there will be people up front to pray for you. We would love to pray for you. Um, the, don't forget, the plates are in the back. Thank you so much for your gratitude and generosity and giving. And other than that, we love you. Go be awesome. Have a great week. And go hug somebody if they got a green dot on them before you leave. You guys are free to go. Bye-bye.